Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hello and welcome to the AEW Collision Preview. I'm Michael Sidgwick, joined by fellow Dudley boy Michael Hamflit to discuss everything that's in store for us on Saturday's show. Uh, but before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure to subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts where we preview and review Collision, Dynamite, Raw, SmackDown, the show formerly known as NXT 2.0. views, premium live events. We have wrestler interviews on occasion often have roundtable discussions and we host a roundup of the week complete not this week uh, with a bloody good quiz of course on wrestle culture um post punk collision it's not exactly gang of four no <laughs> uh somebody asked us on the news this week about what was going to happen with collision now that punk's gone and i don't think there's like a the binary answer that people are looking for this will not die on its ass like Rampage. Mm. It won't thrive. It's got competition at the end. Yeah, it's got loads of competition. It won't thrive because of the competition. But I was um, like Newcastle's own lighthouse family. I was lifted by the idea that the tournament. I, that is my the worst band. least favorite song ever. I like my uh, living on a prayer. Yours is lifted by the lighthouse family. You can't, you cannot be in the room with it. I, I just cannot abide. <laughs> They're maybe the worst, aren't they? The lighthouse family, like the most unbelievably inoffensive. To inoffensive to the point of, I just, I feel this depression. I cannot articulate when I hear the lighthouse family come on the radio. They remind me of what it was to, like, feel passionately either love or hatred for bands when, like, music was opening up. So I don't have that in me anymore. I like what I listen to. I'll hear the odd new thing. Oh, I'm into that. And then the new thing that I don't like, I'll put that down to it being a me thing. I'll switch it off. Uh, yeah, just switch it off. Go and listen to something else. I like, go do what I do. I don't have that that's, anymore. That's not metal. <laughs> you know, I don't have that in me. Like, little... Enemy subscriber, aspiring music scribe of like say fifteen, sixteen, because I'd like got to Jeff Buckley before my friends at school. Yes, or because I used to watch a VHS I had of the collected Smiths videos, and therefore knew the Smiths songs before like year nine, year ten. Got in on them. It's just like I would hear the Lighthouse Family. And pop like it and just be raging at its existence. Yes. And I don't have that anymore. I don't have that. And the Lighthouse Family, one of the few exceptions. Because it's just like, there's like, 
We are gonna shut be up, man. Shut up, man. Shut up, man. Forever, man. you at this is me singing the usage in this job forever. Always, yes. keep it flying high in the content sky. Love, that is that's impossibly like pure, like puerile is not the word, but like it's so babyish that it makes me angry that like adults went, yep, thank God. Thank God the Lighthouse family are here to put into words the feelings that I've had in my body and heart for so long. Well, the Lighthouse family is to me, it's that sort of benign everyday dread. <laughs> it's so everyday that it reminds me like of everyday life now. Sometimes I can suck. It is the Sunday of music. Yes. It's the Sunday of music. You know how Sunday is like... Some, Dead, people, some people love Sundays. I don't like... I don't I, I'm, I'm into them now. I'm into them now. Because okay. it means you're one day closer to this. Yeah. <laughs> Get right. back in the studio. But like, I've never liked... You know how Sunday is the weirdest thing? It's ostensibly a day where you can do whatever you like. Mm. If you work a nine to five, you're at school or whatever, where it's your free day, you can do whatever you like... Why has it got that depressing feel? Sunday scaries. Sunday scaries. But it's not like a, a malevolent, horrible day. It's just this sense of unease. Yep. Lingers, and it's that quotidian right. feeling. I think I know what this word means. Yep. There. <laughs> They're uh, the mugs, you know. Like us, family. I know, I know, I know. The yeast. This was Maximo Park, and that's the yeast from Berra. I quotidian. Occurring every day daily. Ah. So just, it's not one-seventh. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's, it's one-seventh quotidian. It's got this. What is it? Is it? it? There are people that live with this or not. So I can only put it down to school age stuff. You either had a feeling first thing on a Sunday morning, not of. It's beige dread. Yeah. Like you, when you were younger, it's got to be a youthful thing because we grow up and we live different lives and different work patterns, everything. But it must be something that drills in early. You either have it or you don't. Like, I didn't hate school, but I certainly didn't like it. I, I, I wish I didn't have to go, but I didn't dread it when I was there. I can't say I had any, like, awful experiences with bullies. And it, relatively lucky, all things considered. But, like, Sunday morning, I would wake up and think, oh, well, like, this is a whole day to do whatever I want or whatever. Sunday dinners are great, yeah. et cetera. And there would still be that low-lying, well, this doesn't feel as good as it did waking up on Saturday. Yeah. It, it just doesn't. What is it? And I think you either had that when you were younger, and as a result, it sticks with you to this day. I love coming in on Monday morning. I know, that's great. I'm skipping at work on a Monday. Like, the kids have knackered me out. I get to come in and hang out with you lot and talk about the class wrestling. Like, and there's Raw. And there's Raw the next night. <laughs> <laughs> look at it. Look at it sticking up for our faves. But, like, I to the Lighthouse family of Sunday. Sunday of music to me. Every song is like Probably because Sunday. Morrissey yeah. got it. When, when, oh, no. The Smiths got it. Yeah. Oh, no, it was a Morrissey solo. It was a Morrissey was solo, I thought you got the video. Morrissey before he was awful. <laughs> I thought you had the videos, man. Um, what about Collision makes you feel lifted? Uh, let's have a look at the card. Ask me another question. No, because that <laughs> is how we got on the Lighthouse family on Sunday. Because uh, he went, lifted. Yeah, I can't even remember anymore because it's now on here. Oh, that was what it was. The f- tournament going from Dynamite to Rampage to Collision signifying the absolute 100% end of the brand split that was forced as a result of the CM Punk situation, the compromise, it did make the collision a tighter show because you had so many, only had so many wrestlers a week to work with. Yeah. But I just sort of thought that is going to be this middle ground. AEW are going to shoot for a middle ground now that Punk is gone. 
off collision and it won't be a star driven show and yes Brian might just drop in there and I think people honest I love Brian but I think people can fool themselves into thinking that Brian is a like for like he's better better in the ring but I don't think he provides that uh, what is it like a certain divisive fizzle of like you don't sort of what punk done last night Brian doesn't give I look forward to seeing what Brian the thing is I've said in the past with Brian is that his fatal flaw and it's incredible that someone you could easily make a case as being the best ever has Mm. got this his fatal flaw is that he's exposed that he's not that like he doesn't have that thing in him that's driving him to be the very best the you know when he's like an ace Mm. like you know the Michael Jordan type or like you know what I mean like comes with an anger doesn't it yeah that 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 top aspiring wrestler who wants that main event has that drive to be like selfish and at the top Mm. and you can believe as a result everything they say in their promos and everything I'm not saying Danielson is not a good promo he's an excellent promo but I know it's just, I know he's not that ambitious. So when he tries to sell me that in his storylines, I don't really get it. So I don't think necessarily through the way he's marketed himself, I don't think he's the best like pick for the top guy on Collision, which is stupid it's, because he's the best. He's a top guy, isn't he? That's what he is. Yeah. Like he's one of AEW's top guys. He's so told he's, me he's too happy to do jobs. Yeah, and he told he's told me too often in social media interviews, and maybe I should switch that part of my brain off. But you know, it's difficult. It is difficult. Wrestling occupies that uneasy space. Mm. Um, I I'd be more comfortable. I, I prefer Danielson as a wrestler and a person, but as someone who is the fulcrum, someone you're tuning in to watch, who everything they do feels important. Because yeah, I just, just to me, so, uh, why I. Didn't think that was going to work. It, Mate, you know what? That. One more thing, actually. Punk cared more about the Elite and Hangman page than he did about some more Joe and Ricky Stark. So maybe I'm talking bollocks. Yeah. I half agree. I think Stark's felt like a... a passion project. Yeah. yeah. Okay, movie okay. wanted to make for him. Well, where was he on Sunday, then? <laughs> Let me talk about that after the air. <laughs> There's some stories. Uh, no, the, I, I, don't, I think the end of the brand split, as we know it, in AEW, changes collision from being this show that you have to see for what that guy did or whatever, Danielson or Punk or anyone. Not necessarily. If you look at this right. Sorry, I will let you, no, make, okay, your, I'll right. let you make your point. Bullet Club Golden Action, the acclaimed and Billy Gunn speak. Now, there are two that were pretty much on collision more often than not than Dynamite. Maybe it's not so much the roster splits over, but there'll be people you'll see more of on Sunday than Saturday than Wednesday. Like Bullet Club Gold. Mox is here straight away. Is this not his first collision? It is. Like, it, like, maybe it'll be a little bit... S- yeah, although the books rocked up last Saturday. Yeah, like, maybe it, it'll be even softer. Yeah. It sort and of I feels, hope so. And I, like, this is a complimentary comparison. If if we're like... If Dynamite... Like, we were both really high on Dynamite on Wednesday. So if this is like a genuine restart for AEW that ultimately six months down the line we're looking back and we're like, there it was, and now we're really back to a point where AEW's cooking. This is 2000... Yeah, 2000 WWE... You had to watch Raw. You had to watch SmackDown. Heat might have had something for you, actually, because everyone was over and the stories were great. Esirios and Lita were kicking around on Heat, so you're not going to miss Heat because you want to see Esirios defend the bail. Yes. Right? But Raw and SmackDown obviously were essential. That feels like that should be the aspiration now of Dynamite Collision and Rampage. Like, 
Get your find your Asirios and make sure that he's the guy on Rampage every week that you like. They're looking at with Moxie's running, be working him next week. <laughs> yeah, like I don't know who that guy Maybe is. The high flyer is it? Like a USP wrestler. Um, but like that could be where they land once all of like once we kind of see what the lay of the land is in AEW. I wonder if that's the goal because Rampage. Like we're recording this on Friday, but it's going to go out on Saturday, so we can. We'll spoil it anyway, but we will be spoiling Rampage. I haven't read the spoilers you said. Yes, sorry. We will be spoiling Rampage. It's just easier for our jobs. But a few weeks ago, as little as a few weeks ago, nothing on there would have mattered enough to talk about here. Yeah. So there feels like there's a sense to try and bring that up with the two shows. Maybe they just want to get the tournament out of the way so they can build the promos between MGF and whoever wins it because that's probably more important at this point. They need to talk people into that Arthur Ashe building yeah. because that, that, the attendance so far, it's a 75% decline from the 2021 debut when as I've, it's, it was in a dreamlike glow. Yeah. AEW then, and it couldn't really feel any different. Uh, let's get straight into the content of Collision then. Um, before I have a... T- 12 minutes in. <laughs> yeah, before I have a moan... Or have a moan, a preemptive moan, I'll call it. All right. Um, about something on this show. Um, this week's preemptive moan. Yes, yes. I like that as a new segment, preemptive the preemptive moan. moan. Um, we'll go through the business of the Grand Slam World Title Eliminator semi, semi-final. Semi-final. Uh, so there will be spoilers in the next few minutes. Single elimination. Yes. To us as kids being like, what's the other verse? Yeah, no. Lose and you're out. That's a tournament. Yeah, that's a tournament. What the hell are you talking about? Aye. No S- best of sevens here. Someone on Twitter said that they should do a FA Cup style seeded thing. Not seeded, where it's like, do the brackets new every single time. Yeah. Work it, but just a way to just avoid this tournament problem that the AEW has. Bag of balls. Yes. Get two people drawing them. Yeah. Like the blind eliminator that we just never saw. Like the, Yes, yeah, but like, like for the whole tournament. Yeah. Um, so uh, the first one, and this has been confirmed through the results of Dynamite. Um, is Darby Allen versus Roderick Strong. Oh, my God. Um, surely, do you do Roddy Joe in the final, or is that too all heel? Not that AEW couldn't do it, but... It's really nice. It's a, yeah, it's it all started with Joe injuring Roddy. Yeah. It brings it right the way about It's really nice booking this. What I like about the booking as well is that that match could conceivably exist. Mm-hmm. And two... Darby Allen is a, always a protected there or thereabouts guy in AEW who you could slot, as we've seen this year, he was probably the best part of the Pillars storyline. Mm-hmm. And he's been in the TNT title picture. He's once again been TNT champion this year. Um, The idea that Darby Allen could always win gives this collision match a lot of drama. You've got a guy who could always win. Who could have a better dynamic with Joe probably than Strong, given where the characters are at right now. Given someone who's been heavily built as someone who's going to have a match with MGF at some point. I'll be watching this not only because it's going to be very, very good. The idea of Roderick Strong, I've just realized something. Darby Allen has been complaining of a really done-in back. Is he been exaggerating for the purpose of going against the dude with the backbreaker because that would warrant the press of the oh my God. button? You know, Tom and Jerry, where the human that you only ever see the upper body of or the legs of, would like smash Tom in the face with a frying pan and then his like neck and head would go at like a 45 degree angle. Yeah. That's what I want Darby out of this shape of yes. after like a flurry of backbreakers. That has to be where this is going. 
kind of dream matchmaking that feeds into good booking. I want to look is, like, you know, the cartoon snakes that you can't just have, like, a line slither along the ground. Yeah. So they've got this, like, hump Aye. that just goes across the screen there. Yeah. That's what I want Darby Allen's back to look like. The, the bit, that gorgeous shot of when they're wheeling Randy Savage away on the stretcher and Jake sat behind the Cobra and the Cobra just arches his neck. Yeah. Like, that level of sort of, oh, my God, is he... Is he vertical now? Like, yeah, yeah. going to be able to stand up straight ever again? Yeah. Yes, please. I want that. So I think this match will be brutal. I think this match will be really dramatic. And I think this match will be, by some distance, the very best thing on this show. Because the rest of it, well, it's not really inspiring me, let's be honest. Right. So uh, you're going for Roddy to win. Yeah. Again, just purely because they love their history. Mm-hmm. They love their continuity. They love picking things up. I think the prospect of Joe versus Derby, particularly, again, since it's a better dynamic... The fact that that could exist gives this semi-final like loads of drama. So good bit of booking there for a much many, maligned tournament. How many of them have we had? Darby and Joe, just the one, or was it two? They've done two or th- three or four. Was there? No, they've done two or three. They've done two or three. They, I mean, their chemistry's... It's just absolutely out of this world, eye. And the other semi-final, um, again, Rampage spoilers follow over the next however many minutes, and we might even talk about it at the end. Um, hopefully we're putting it out on Saturday. Um... It's Samoa Joe or Jeff Hardy <laughs> versus Penta El Zero Miedo or Jay Lethal. Man, I would love to be able to work the weekends. Takes me back to going down the road where the APA taught me all about the business. They say you gotta work weekends, kid. Twice on Sundays, I didn't know that was literal. Wednesday, Saturday, where I'm from, there's no difference, man. Nothing's literal in my life. Cause you ain't <laughs> a... You ain't on my plane, and I don't mean the type of wings, though. I do got them. I do got them. I can fly. (laughs) (laughs) I strapped a a motor to my skateboard. That's how I fly. (laughs) Check out my motocross videos at jeffhardybrand.org. We're looking for funding. Build a new ramp. I also like to paint. (laughs) Sensitive like that, man. Vaughn. We've all got to be sensitive to all the horrors of the world. Thing is, Matt only talks about it. I actually did slap a tornado. <laughs> My buddy's got the footage, but we lost the tape. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm not mad into Joe and Penta, you know. Like, I know that at the yeah, moment. Yeah, it's Joe versus Penta, obviously. It's I'm not going to be Jeff. <laughs> Party versus Jay Lethal. <laughs> the wrong end of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre feud. Like Two that. cents. Just on the thought of the prospect of uh, Jay Lethal versus um, Jeff Hardy. I'm just looking at my watching. Nay chance. Nay chance in the world is that happening. So, it's yeah, it's Joe versus Penta. And I can understand why Tony's booked this right. You've got absolute hulking bastard Samoa Joe. Versus, like, violent psychopath arm breaker Penta, who's, like, really dangerous in his own right. So you've got two dangerous aura guys coming head-to-head, face-to-face. I think that is a cool match graphic. I also think it's got potential to be a pretty drab match. Agree. Like, I'm really weird with Samoa Joe at the moment. Like, he's a form player, Joe, in the last, what, like, six where are we now? 2023? Yeah, I would say like last... 16 years? <laughs> Not 16, that's harsh. I was going to be kind. I was going to say... Decade. Like, a decade? Well... Oh, 2013 Joe. Oh, boy. Yeah. All right. Yeah. 
like, because I was going to just use his NXT example, but yeah, the last few TNA years thing, were, like, were not so good at. Like, Joe, in a, a, against a backdrop like Wembley, or like a big AEW show, or like a really hot program like him and Derby, yes, that crowd and that atmosphere that you can, that, oh, that wincing, oh, gladiator the thing. Finn in the takeovers. Yes. Like, there, there was a certain vibe that suits Joe. Yeah, but there's 1800, just as much evidence. 1,800 people in a 9,000-seater arena doesn't really command that. Like, the Wardlow, Powerhouse Hobbs, claggy stuff, less than a year ago. And I just think it's I've, the same as you with this completely. I like. I feel like right now, Joe's in the sort of form where he's just this... You're just really energised by his presence. And yet, you weren't energised enough to make the Shane Taylor match good on a hot night. Yeah. So I like I don't know I I think this will under deliver on the expectations the graphics lay out but I'd love to watch Penta try to do the um, Canadian destroyer on him I like there's fun to be had if he does the Zero Miedo stuff and Joe just gets progressively more annoyed or like seeing Penta fall for the walkaway spot I think could be interesting to yeah. look at it's visually quite arresting but I, let's just. Just get her done. Like get, get her done. Get Joe tapping him out. and so Joe for you. Yeah. I think so. Yeah, I'm very I'm certain. I'm well do it. Right, preemptive moan time. <laughs> Again, you know what? I'm not going to just go, well, it's going to be crap, this. Because that's kind of the thing I do. Because there's every chance that Mox will look at Andretti and go, it would be really fun if I murdered him of all people. Hmm. But, you know, he's quite a selfless guy, Mox. He's part of that generation that maybe sometimes they're too selfless. Selfless, I mean. Uh, maybe too selfless, giving too many people too much, and then you're, just, you're almost lowering yourself to their level than you are elevating them to your own. Mm. Um, and I've made this point with AR Fox. I didn't think I'd have to make it like a day later <laughs> when this was announced. But not including his absolutely stellar work, um at all out and all in. So if you take away his recent pay-per-view work and you look at what John Moxley has been doing on television is a pretty repetitive diminished return. Phoenix, great. Commander, mm. AR Fox, eh. What noise? Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, oh, yeah. Phoenix, Commander, eh. AR Fox, eh. Is Action, Action Andretti going to be, uh, or is it? Uh. Action Andretti. Uh. It is the fourth consecutive TV match in which John Mox. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which 
is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Before we go any further, though, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, we all carry around different stresses. They can be big life worries or just, you know, little things like your favorite wrestler not being used properly. The thing is, when we keep them bottled up, it really can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. It is really helpful, too, for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. Therapy basically empowers you to be the best version of yourself. So why not give better help a try? It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and best of all, suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash whatculture today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash whatculture. His face like a high flyer. Mm. And if I'm going to be cynical, I would guess that the structure will be Axtandra gets a hot start. Moxley's overwhelmed. So overwhelmed that he is sent scurrying to the outside, dramatic tumble outside of the ring, at which point Andretti flattens him with a aerial move. He likes a springboard moonsault to the outside. <laughs> he could do that, and he's got this sort of late 80s jobber quality to yeah. do his arms. Like the yeah. unironic, we'll call it the unironic Jeff Jarrett. Yeah, that's clearly what Jericho loved about him. Yes. Kids got Maxi. Kids got Maxi. <laughs> I'll put him over. I'll like the cut of his jib. And then... Imagine what that's going to feel like when you beat Chris Jericho. Yeah. And then Andretti rolls Moxley back into the ring. Moxley's like, buddy hell. It's dizzying, that offense. And then he's... <laughs> here and here. You seen his dizzying offense? Bloody and, hell. And then he's in the turnbuckle. And then he steps at lunge and gets a choke on. And then he'll... I'm being very cynical and I hate to do this about Moxley. But the point I'm trying to make is subvert this... That's Moxley versus another high flyer, is it? Subvert me, daddy. And then go, no, no, oh my God, what's he doing to Action Andretti? Is Action Andretti going to survive this mauling? I don't need, like, the last thing I, I understand, right, that's John Moxley is now an international champion, and the idea is he wants to do business with those he works with. It's all about giving them some spotlight. Mm. And Andretti has had some spotlight, didn't really work out for him. So I don't want Moxley, like, sort of wallowing in the muck of the avarice. Well, this is not average. <laughs> this is pretty cheap, to be perfectly honest. You know what I mean? Like, yep. if this is an absolute mauling, I will say, you know what, I'm wrong, and yet more evidence to the pile of you should let it play out. But I've got a horrible feeling that this, this is just autopilot booking. These which, more- which theoretically exciting styled guys who exist to eat pen, pins, which one can Moxie fight on this show? That's uh, what it feels like to me. I think you've got to be more... Artful than that match, haven't you? Like this used to be 
like Wheelie Uta got in the BCC because John Moxley monstered him once, half monstered him a second time, and finally met his match the third. Yeah, there used to be such an elegance to the way that John Moxley fought these people in these TV matches. If he if this goes like six seven minutes. What are we doing? Is Heel John Moxley going to assemble a run as good as Orange Cassidy's? Because that feels counterproductive. Like uh, the, it's uh, like I, I think it was gone. Beat him and bloody him in a minute. Nobody, like if anything, I was going to say like nobody's heart will break from Action Andretti losing to Moxley, but it might that if you're really cruel to him, you might get something out of this. Like out of Orange, you know, if he does bleed, then people are like, oh, is he bleeding with the BCC and like or down the line or whatever. I don't think Action Andretti is that guy really, but like. Yeah. Just, just go out there and kill him, and then it's you've been able to advertise John Moxley on your show. I'm wary. I understand the pressures of wrestling bookers to, like your point about John Moxley working with these guys to give him some shine or spotlight. He presents himself as a locker room leader. Tony Khan affording that opportunity presents the company as a place that can allow all this to to happen. I just think the balance always needs to be struck between, like, for the fans and for the boys, like. Remember friggin' Colt Cabana and Chris Jericho? For the boys! Yeah. Yeah, sucked ass. It wasn't for me. Like, just be really careful striking that balance. Like, I totally get it. There's a locker room that requires real stability, and maybe this is like a shortcut to that. But try not to do it at the expense of losing, like, fan interest in your hot characters. Yeah. With Moxley as well, he's already... And it's weird to criticise AEW or Moxley himself, who's got, you know, a creative voice, and it's good that he wants to maybe yeah. not kill Andretti and just work with him and whatever. Like, a wrestler's going to wrestle on television. That's what wrestling is. So maybe I'm being a dick here or weird, but I saw Moxley so often last year just work these absolutely incredible TV matches, just like Takeshita, Kyle O'Reilly, uh Daniel Garcia, Utah, he was just on unbelievable form. He's not quite on that form over no. the, on the evidence of the last month. I mean, the, the casting match was unbelievable, obviously. But on TV, he hasn't got that. I've got this bound and I'm bound and determined to just kill people in these absolutely killer matches. So what I'm getting at is that even if those matches continue to be great, I still want some proper story with Moxley. Like, he's so good at these one-on-one programs, which he, since the BCC formed, he hasn't really been a part of. Like, I said this to the wonderful Ibu on uh, Twitter. Uh, after such a killer string of TV matches, that novelty's worn off for me with Marks. Mm. And I'd rather see a mic in his hand building something rather than a belt around his waist wrestling every week because he's been doing this thing i know it's he's been the wrestler's been wrestling on tv for so long you know what i mean it sounds no, but weird like, but there's a there's a like we talked about this on the smackdown podcast which you can listen to if you listen to this one now it's out there on the feed about what it is exactly you want we've talked about this quite a lot this week but what it is you want from matches to make you feel again when you watch so many in a week memorable qualities whatever and like it always stuck with me your point when it was at its truest that the young book's don't have good matches because they were simply incapable of just good. Yeah. And what a feeling that was. Yeah. And they went away. And it, that's partly them, but it's also partly all of us getting used to what their version of great is until that great drops down to good. It's just, unfortunately, the natural order of things. That has now happened with John Moxley, who said what? He finally figured out being a wrestler in 2022. Which is insane. It's like, it's like frig off, mate. Like, yeah. are you kidding? But, like, it, I love that, that he thought that. Yeah. Right? So, like, that was what was driving his TV matches to not feel like they were... Punching the clock 
Like, we've got to get to eight minutes. We've got to get to ten. No, you've got to get to nothing. You've got to win. Like, every single time it made me feel like he was out there to win as yeah, quickly and efficiently as he could. He wanted to kill people. It was awesome. Yeah. He, like, completely reframed what it was to have a great TV match in his style. That, too, has now gone from great to good. Yeah. Like, who out there at the moment is having the must-see weekly TV match? Gunther. Gunther. Applying their formula to it. Gunther, I would say, would be one. Gunther. The Creed's. Creed's kick-ass. Uh, like, do you know what I mean? Like, so the, those, there's two examples, right? So yeah. those right now might be the rest as where you have to be like... It was Danielson like, earlier this year. I best stop everything and check that out. Yeah. And Moxley's been out of that for a little bit now. And I, like, and that's okay. Not You can't have, you cannot have that form because, yeah. as I've just described, it goes. And then you have it to find... It was Cassidy. It was Cassidy. So there's always a couple floating around and it's just not him. And that's why I would campaign for like a, a murder job here because... I'm more. I, I watch Collision. We'll be talking about it on Monday. But I'm certainly more inclined to feel like that buzz of yeah. energy to talk with you about it on the Monday. If on the Saturday night he just busts him open in the first ten seconds and bulldog chokes him. Yeah. But, oh my god! You kind of f with John Moxley again. Yeah. Because at the moment you kind of can f with him. I know. I know. He'll beat you in eight minutes, but you can f with him a bit, and that's not right, is that's it? That's not right. Like, not right. I understand what he's trying to do. I still yeah. think he's doing the most convincing job, and that's only because I think it's so hard. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and I want to keep thinking that it's really hard. Uh, Bullet Club Golden Action, do we even talk about this? Uh, what's going on with them? They've just, one of the guns just pinned Dax, so you could do FTR versus the guns. Oh, yeah. At all out. Like the kind of, it's good this time type thing from like the belt. They went four on the first. That's well, right. the second one. The second one where they won the titles by. The three and a half on Punk Joe, so he's not having a great, a great month. I but, mean, that's ridiculous, that. Yeah. <laughs> If you look at the amount of matches Dave's gone for, even three and three. I know, that, it's the three and threes for me. You give Derby versus Punk three and three from All Out 2021. I, I mean, that is his worst rate ever. <laughs> I used to be really, really, really aligned with his star ratings, but over the past one or two years, it's really... Punk is the anti-edge underneath Dave. Ah, he just doesn't see a does, thing in him that like he... Does, I mean, Rates was a great promo and a compelling character and all the rest of it. He was the one who was saying that he should be Page. He's done nothing. He's big on that, but he's big on like what businesses and stuff mm. like that. Mm. It's weird, Dave. It's like you'll say, "I know I give matches that I uh, hate good ratings because they were good for something that I don't like." Like you'll, he thinks that I don't like deathmatch wrestling, but I can see it's an art, and I will rate what I perceive to be a very good, like version of that yeah very highly but he said for my taste like he would probably watch Tanahashi and Zack Sabre Jr. every day of the week mm. that's a kind of like we're saying this from a place of love by the way that yes, we, love Dave Meltzer yeah, don't want anyone yeah. listening to this thing we'll just want another one of them podcasts no, no, I love Dave. what his I love Dave he's a bedrock of all of this I love More Dave but I hold him to a high standard as well yeah. um, I see like he would happily watch ZSJ versus Tanner but with Punk it's like, surely that's a similar principle of like really thoughtful, yeah. saving your bumps, getting the crowd invested, wrestling. You know what I mean? How do we get on Punk again? From Bullet Club Gold, because we were on about the FTR and that first Guns feud. And then you go, yeah, this yeah. is now. So uh, they could just simply win a match and fire off the challenge in FTR's direction after the fact. Like that, the, the angle could exist for the challenge of FTR. I think so. Jay White could be one of the ones we haven't really talked about. We were had a lot of praise for Starks. I preferred him to be Orange. Yeah. Starks, Orange Cassidy, Takeshita, 
I think of anybody else. No, it was those three on Dynamite, right? Yeah. They they need to be profiled, and they all were to different degrees. But you felt like they're they're in that like top line discussion. Uh, got to feature them. Jay White's got to be on that list, hasn't he? Like everything that Bullet Club Gold have done. If you storyline's been so piss poor, right? The builds have been so piss poor to these two cards. That it's easy to forget that like Bullet Club Gold set out some pretty lofty goals over two weeks and achieved them all. Yeah, they defeated Omega's lot in the trios match. They won the eight-man tag against the two best teams in the world. Like, it should be absolutely. That's on par with Takeshita beating Kenny twice. They isn't should it? be unbearably smug. Yeah, and Jay White is the leader of that. The uh, Kedlist. He loves that. Instigator. Loves a bit that, doesn't he? Kedlist. Kedlist. Instigator. Change maker. Like, he should now be. Sort of Garden. Like, he should be saying, Grand Slam Tournament, where was Jay White's place? Yeah, like, I want to be the world champion. Maybe not world champion, but you know what I mean? Like some sort of goal that is guns win the belts and I'm going to do this. So that basically for Jay White. Right. This is interesting. Brian Danielson speaks. It's a lot of speaking for the rest of this podcast. Danielson speaks. What does he say? <laughs> much for a podcast if we didn't speak, would it? Yeah. What does he say? Uh, I hereby hand over my... Uh, Sweaty, poor combat club hoodie. Just want to wrestle for myself again. The stable's full of stinking losers. He loves them. I know he does. I don't know. Um, does the stable he, works better. It's like a loose collective. Does he this week? What did Ricky Stark say as relates to Danielson? Did he say it on Dynamite? Was there any said, he just said, I didn't tap out. Yeah. No one can make me tap out. Is Danielson going to do the old, I saw your video. I, I came back because I saw this disrespect you'd shown to Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, but I don't have any of that anymore. I saw that in your eyes. Shake my hand. Shake my bloody hand. And Stark doesn't, and they go again. And it becomes a submission match. It mm. becomes about, can, like, Stark's his whole thing is he leaves. Stark's doesn't really have one, though, that's the thing. Give him a million dollar dream till end of the season. Half crab. Yeah. <laughs> Teach him something that one of them dojos that they all hang out with. I... Would rather not see that than have the peaked. <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah, but imagine that. I'll, I mean, I'll be dancing on the bloody ceiling. Yeah, I don't know who. Like, I wouldn't mind Danielson Jay White as a direction. That's got a very Swerve Strickland Hangman page. We're actually doing stuff. Energy. Uh-huh. For it. I like that. Danielson Jay White would be incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I've got it in my head that I want that now. So let's do it. Quite wrestle dream adjacent because. It's not going to be very Nuji, this uh, Inoki tribute show. Yeah. So that Jay White has still got a little bit of that New Japan pedigree. Like, Danielson only needs to say, all those years I was watching those G1s and wishing I could be over there, it was you I was looking at as the yeah. guy that I wanted to test myself on. Like, I know. And there you go. There's your match. Give me that match. Oh, my God. Yeah. Absolutely unbelievable. Okay, that's sorted. <laughs> and Danielson will put him over, and Jay White needs that win. Yep. Thank you. Me, for you know, coming up with that. You know, breathing fire, dragon. How good to distinguish you? <laughs> <laughs> Song of fire and ice. Uh, <laughs> uh, Soraya and Ruby Soho also speak. Uh, could this be the end of the outcasts? Well, they're already on. They're already finished. The podca- podcasts. Yeah, like, send them out on a high. Like, Soraya... Has can say, look, I got my belt. It's not my fault you didn't get yours. If anything, it was Tony Storms, and we haven't seen her in days. She's like, like the baby face in Tony Storms' class. It's where she should be. Um, and Tony Storms in the four way next week. So Soraya kind of no selling 
that Tony Storm is a threat all over yeah. again is quite nice. Could this just be that? Like, Soraya just simply wants nothing to do with that. I tried, tried to carry your arse, um, and she couldn't do it. Couldn't win the TBS title. I got no use for you anymore. Yeah. And they just go the separate ways. Hits her in the back of the head with the belt and leaves. Please do get rid of the outcasts. That works for me. Hell, Sorry to the guy with green hair. Hell I met outside Wembley. <laughs> that was great. With a wa- uh, outcasts t-shirt on. Wait there when I was burying them. <laughs> Six feet under the ground. Um, claim to Billy Gunn speak. <sighs> What's they? Who could they wrestle on a program? Who could they wrestle? Um, the bloody House of Black again. All those matches stink. Uh, the acclaimed, well, they weren't good, were they? Nah. The acclaimed and Billy Gunn. Should we put a trios team together in the roster pitch? Yep. Uh, uh. It's time to play the game. Time to play the game. Did it, did it, did it, did it. Thank you for being ironically over, Billy Gunn. I think it's fading away somewhat, so why not put the trio's titles on a new trio that we're going to randomly generate on this podcast? Great game. Great game. Vintage game. Classic game. Normal game. Normal game. Normal game. <laughs> normal game. Uh, because the Normal matches, game, fully normalized, acclaimed. The matches aren't very good. People have got what they wanted. Yeah. Oh, you wanted Daddy Ass, did you? You chant so hard for Daddy Ass. We really could have been chatting about the future of this company a little bit louder. It wouldn't be in the state we're in right now. <laughs> I've not learned your lessons. You wanted that, Daddy Ass. I'm going to make you smoke the entire pack of Billy Guns yep. so you can have badass Billy Gun. You can have the smoke. Oh, my God, they should dress as a smoking guns on week. Bring Bart. Oh, back. yeah, it's just cheat code for your nerd ass. Yeah, but imagine Bart Gun like, coming back and then sparking one of the acclaimed out, and Billy's like, what are you doing? He's like, I'm still hard. And then he can do the smoking guns versus the acclaimed. Yeah. See, so you're back in now. I'm back in. I am back in. Right, okay, so... Three guys. Three guys. Three, three jokes. Three jokes. And we'll decide off the back doing of the, it. off the back of the three we randomly generate if this is like a title program or a one off wacky squash. Yeah. Stop. Two. Well, this is very interesting. It's <laughs> Jay White. Jay White. He's in three feuds there. That's finally Triple H. Right. We got uh, Jay White. That's good. Stop. Yep. It's going to feel terribly wrong, couldn't it? Like, Juice Robinson. Uh, one. Nick Wayne. Ooh. That's a different kind of corruption, if isn't it? Picked, if you'd picked five, you'd gone with Parker Boudreaux. Why is he still, what's he still doing here? There'll be Alan Kidd. I hope you know more. I'm the Kiddlist. <laughs> uh, stop. Four. Kinosuke Takeshita. Great. Done it. Kinosuke Takeshita, Nick Wayne, and uh, Jay White for the Bales. That could not. That's not unlike Don Callis' family. We were talking about Callis, yeah. weren't we? Like, he's showing uh, Nick Wayne cruelty. He's the one on the painting. It's those three on the painting holding trios belts. Yeah. Done it. Done it. We've booked it. Right, let us know if you like the uh, collision that we've just fantasy booked right there. Um, a lot of talking. And I suspect there'll be a little bit of squashing as well. <laughs> um, you can do so under the Twitter link to this podcast um, on eggs, mm. uh, at which you can also follow Michael Hamfler. Michael Hamfler. You can follow me there at um, Sidrick. Once again, you can follow us all there at what Culture WWE. Uh, check out our SmackDown review, which should be in your feeds right now. And uh, yeah, hopefully, maybe next week, Maybe people are saying, many people are saying it, that all going well, maybe normal service could uh, resume. We'll at least get stacks back. 
Well, there's no guarantees in this world. <laughs> See you later. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.